nice to meet you. You too. Nice to meet you. Great to connect and connect on here. Yeah. So tell me, okay. Tell me like who you are and what you do and what the company that you work for is and what it's all about. Okay. Um, so my name is Nicole Phillips. I grew up in Los Angeles area my whole life. Um, I worked in fashion, particularly plus size fashion for about 12 years. I started at another company called Torrid. That's where oh. I kind of cut my teeth. And then about over a little over two years ago, I moved to 11 Honoré, which is where I am now. So you used to work at Torrid, which for people who don't know is a plus size clothing company catered toward what's like the demographic it's plus size women um it's i think they their size range is like 10 through 30 and they were also i think like one of the first companies to really be pretty broad mainstream plus size extended size clothing i remember like seeing it even like i think they had stores at malls and stuff right yeah they do they they're all over they're all the country and they're yeah. in Puerto Rico and Canada. They started their, they were a sister company of Hot Topic. Okay. And so when they first kind of came onto the show, they were like that, lots of rockabilly and like the punk rock. And I always say like when plus size women kind of started finding fashion, like the first thing stores were only offering them was like, you can look like rockabilly. Right. <laughs> you That's can look right. like a pinup girl. Like that was always like, the default, I think, for like so much of plus fashion. I was so excited to talk to you because I've grown up overweight my whole life and it's been a struggle with my body and my journey my entire life. And I'm starting to talk to women who have experienced similar things just because I think for healing purposes, it's very important. And I also think that there's an element where we're able to like unveil the shame of living in these bodies that are, you know, larger than the norm. Um, And last year I went to, I think it was last year, it was the New York Fashion Week 11 Honoré show. Yeah, 2019, Um, my God. It was 2019, right? Yeah. (laughs) In the the winter. Yeah, Yeah. the winter. And a friend of mine had invited me and I went and I just, there were, you know, a lot of curvy women who were in the audience and, um, when everyone started walking the show, I just like, I, I, I couldn't believe my eyes and mm-hmm. I had cried because it was just incredible to see something so empowering in, and inclusive of bodies that are, that we don't normally see on the New York fashion runway. Right. Um, and for people who don't know, 11 Honoré, and you take it away, is like a extended yeah. size couture brand, right? Yeah. So basically um, what we do is we bring plus size fashion to designer fashion. We work with designers to extend their sizing into plus. And some of the designers have already kind of ventured in that way. And we've kind of just, we, now we host them on our platform. And then some designers have never, ever gone above like a size 10 or 12. Right, right. And so we help them get there. And I mean, we have designers from like super high end to like, like, like Reem Okra, and Christian Siriano, right. Mary Catranzu, and then we have a little bit more of the contemporary price clothing. Like we have like Mara Hoffman, Tanya Taylor, mm-hmm. um, LNA, like some really cool girl brands too. And then we recently launched a private label. So the private label, we have size 12 through 26. We really wanted to make sure we accommodated as many women as we can because some designers that we host or that we have on our platform you know, haven't been able to get up to a size 
24, 26. They're still like at the 20 range. So it's really important for us to create as much fashion as we can for more women. And the designer that we hired, Danielle, she actually, she and I worked together at Torrid. So she really knows fit. Torrid has like the fit down. Living in a larger body, I think that there is so much anxiety around shopping and clothing and fitting rooms. And I just, that was also part of like the, oh my God factor when I had seen 11 Honoré, because I really, I actually had never heard of it before seeing that show. And just seeing these beautiful pieces of clothing that have never been accessible for women who, who are in bigger bodies was, it just felt so like, I feel seen, right? Yeah. Tell me, like, what's your experience in your body and what's your story of your body? And like, where do, how do you, how have you built defenses around um, judgments or prejudices and all of that? I mean, I think I'm like most people. I mean, I grew up a chubby kid, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but God, like it just, I remember just thinking like, like the worst thing in the world could, was to be fat. Like that was like the worst thing I can think of. And all I kept, like, I feel, I always felt like whatever problem I had or whatever issue, I would always in my head think it's because I'm fat, you know, or if only I was skinny, like things would be so much better. Mm-hmm. And, and I look back to like when I was like in junior high and high school and I'm like, God, I, I had a cute bod. Like, yeah, it was curvy and chunky, but like I had a, had a really cute body and I, I felt so much, I, I felt kind of cheated because I wasted so much time worrying about that you know thinking about like going to pool parties and not enjoying being in the pool because I just want to sit with my shorts and my t-shirt on instead of like getting in the pool and swimming like god like what a waste and now that I'm a mom you know I I want to show my daughter like she needs to enjoy her summers and now like we go to the beach and I'm just like I don't even care like just bathing suit like who cares but I think it just, it took a while to get there. And I think, I think working in plus size fashion kind of helped. Because sure. I worked at a place where they, they didn't hate our body. They, they celebrated our body. Like we loved our customer. We, we love our customer now and love it on array. Like we've always celebrated bodies. And, um, and I think too, just with like the influencers that are around, like, I mean, gosh, I used to be on the, the live journal. Live journal was like the thing and people would post their outfit of the days. And I had never seen women celebrate their outfits, you know, as a plus. Like, so it was really empowering. Like, I don't care if someone thinks that I'm fat. Like, who ca- Like, who cares? Like, so? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Big deal. You, right. How conscious of your body were you when you were in space? I remember reading, like, I'd have, like, you know, remember the teen magazines, like, they're sassy and 17 and YM. Those are all, like, I had subscriptions to all of them. And it's so disgusting to think about it now. But there were, like, the back pages where there'd be, like, little advertisements. And there'd be advertisements in black and white. And they'd be little tiny squares in these teen magazines. And they'd be, like, lose weight for summer. And it was this tiny little square with, like, eight, like an 800 number or where you can mail your um, cash on delivery, like really shady shit. I would like call those numbers, like to find out, and they were always like a diet pill, you know. And but they put those in like teen magazines, or they'd put stories like how to get you know the best abs for summer. So like seeing that when you're like 13, 14 years old, my abs weren't going to be 
a six pack ab for summer. It definitely impacts us more than we knew at the time. And it, it definitely like informs the way that we live the rest of our lives, which is just so crazy to think. And then when you bring up like, right, Seventeen Magazine, having these little advertisements in the back, that is the world telling us it's not okay the way that you look, right? And like you are in the wrong and you need to change something because what you look like is not right. What was the struggle for you? Were there moments of like, how am I ever going to live my life the rest of my life like this? Like, what was that like? Yeah, so this is so superficial, but like, I was boy obsessed Mm -hmm. my entire, like, I remember being four years old and just having huge crushes on, on any boy. And so I think growing up, I was always worried I would never find a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is so incredible. Like now it's like cringy, you know, because now I'm like, who the fuck cares if I could like, like now I'm like, what? Like, yes, I could have found someone, you know, who, who cares? That's like the stupidest thing to worry about. But as a young age, I was so worried that I wouldn't find a boyfriend. I wouldn't get married. Like, like that was my biggest concern. Just that, that low self-esteem that I got, I think, and, and not feeling like I was like worthy of finding a boyfriend. Like I gravitated towards men who gave me attention, who may have not been like quality type men. And I surely like had my years of just dating these like just crap guys, Mm -hmm. you know, who, who didn't care about me. And I was just seeking that, that validation that maybe they thought I was pretty, maybe I was girlfriend material, but it was like, it identified with that character on Shrill so much when it's like, Mm. they weren't my boyfriends. (laughs) They just wanted to like have sex. Right. You know? And so it just, I went through a long time of just, I just, I felt like I just wasn't good enough. Like I, I couldn't take up space. I felt like I could, I should take what I can get. (laughs) And looking back, I was like, God, I was the catch. These guys were just losers. You know, I think that's like looking back, like that was such an obsession of mine. Am I going to find a boyfriend? That's very real. And I, I, I think that a lot of girls probably struggle with that. And I think girls that are thin, thick, like everybody, right? Like that is a very real thing. And I think that it, we, we put so much of that pressure on appearance and right. Like, wait, why would somebody like a body that looks like mine? Like, why would they ever want to date me? Seeing images in media of, right, this is what I'm supposed to look like. No one will ever love me until I look that way. I don't know what that, like, what that does psychologically to us, but I know that there is definitely some warped sense of self in in that whole notion. So I, I feel that way a lot of the time, right? Like, and I get messages from, I mean, from from obviously from media but also like when I hear my friends who are thinner say like oh my god I have to lose 10 pounds because look how fat I look like no one's gonna date me no one's and like that I think perpetuates that entire kind of narrative of worth on on appearance and worth on body size and weight and all of those things and that's where 
It's like the work that needs to be done is just normalizing all bodies. It's like that, that, that I need that so badly. Like that I have that need of just like, I need to feel normal. I need to feel normal. And I don't want to feel like the outcast all the time because that's what it feels like. And it's like, when you feel like an outcast, how are you supposed to find the things that everybody else is able to have access to? I think we need validation in a lot of things. Like, I don't think it's always our body. Like, I think just us as human beings, like we seek validation for lots of areas in our lives. And I think when you're growing up, your body obviously is like the, is like the one big thing you have because you're still learning and cultivating all these other skills in your life. And so it's just your, your, it's your body. And I think too, like different things kind of play into, you know, how we see our body. So like you have like doctors, a lot of larger people don't like to go to the doctors because, you know, if they go in for a headache, it's blame on their weight, you know? And I mean, I experienced that as well when I was, my husband and I were trying to conceive for six plus years and we went to go see a fertility doctor. The first appointment we had was all about how I must have diabetes, this and this and this. I'm going to crush my baby when I deliver her. Like just, it was just very, very all skewed towards my body. And we ended up having to go through fertility treatment and we found a new doctor Mm-hmm. who was amazing, but it was still things I had to prove about my health because I still had like they anesthesiologist wanted to get me a stress, had to get a, a stress test, you know, that wouldn't have happened to someone who was smaller. Right. And it ended up being that I didn't have, like we had, we had male factor infertility, you know? So it wasn't my body that wasn't quite doing the job. And it's still like, I still had to be the one to prove it, you know? And so I just think it's about, you know, we need to really normalize you. Like you said, we need to normalize bodies in all these different spaces so that you're not always feeling othered when you're in a situation. That's, I think, a really important point of the doctor visits, right? Like there is so much anxiety about that. And I think blaming sickness or blaming um, irregularities with whatever you're going to the doctor for on weight is such a like an offensive like diagnosis from a doctor it affects your mental health like of when you personally mm-hmm. absolutely it's it, um i've actually so this is something i haven't really talked about um to really too many people but i i've noticed especially being i, I see things through a motherhood lens now mm-hmm. especially having a daughter like i'm super hi- hyper aware of things that happen And so when you have a baby, your baby's constantly weighed from the time they're born because it starts off, they're they're being weighed every week because you're going in to make sure if you're breastfeeding that the kid is gaining weight healthily. And then it starts, they do this percentile range. So they're like, oh, your child's in the 40th percentile for height and 50th percentile weight. And they don't, no one really knows what that means, to be honest. Like every time... I try to like look it up. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck this means really. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Like it's the stupidest thing. And they start, but they always are weighing your kid and telling you where they are on the height and the weight. So my daughter had her three year checkup um, recently and they weighed her and they gave her her height. 
And afterward, like, so my daughter is, when, when I see her with other children her age, she's like right compar- comparable or maybe a little smaller, you know, she's not like a big kid whatsoever. Mm. And so the doctor tells me that where she falls on her BMI is that she's slightly in the overweight. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's fucking three. I really was like torn up about this because she's an active child. She eats very healthy. So I was talking to a girlfriend of mine and she has a daughter as well around the same age. And my friend is also a larger woman. And she's like, he told you that because of you. He was fat shaming right. you. Right. right. Because he's looking at you and he's saying, right. make sure your daughter doesn't end up like you. Right. And it took me a minute to like realize that that's what was happening. And so now I'm like, I really, I think I need a new doctor, you know, because I can't have my daughter being fat shamed at three because of her mom. You, right. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. But like, it just, once I realized that that's what happened, like it had nothing to do with my daughter. Mm -hmm. Like I felt better, but also just furious. Because, like, that's going to be, like, she's always going to have that now. Mom's going to go in there. He's going to see a fat mom, not knowing about our lifestyle, not knowing if we're active, not knowing that we're eating salads, you know. But he's always, a doctor is always going to assume. Like, I know, like, when I found my OB, Mm -hmm. it was because another large woman told me, this is the doctor I had. He's amazing. He never fat shamed me throughout my pregnancy. Because no one, no pregnant woman wants to hear Right. Right. So stressful. You're already stressed enough. So I think that's important. Like when you have a doctor that is a good doctor who is body positive to like share that wealth, because that's wealth with other women, with other people. But, um, it's just, it just, it's just, it's crazy how much body is such a focus from the time we're, we're born. It's crazy. And you know what? I like, I'm so mad at that doctor on your behalf because I think like more than anyone, fat women are so aware of health and nutrition and calories because I've been, it's been shoved down my throat for, for decades. Is there any other like light that you can kind of shed on, on the fashion industry um, for plus size women? I think community is a big thing mm-hmm. with, with- with plus size people. I think just having community surrounding yourself with imagery that, um, that is like plus size friendly or body positive. Like, I think that's a huge thing. If you want to feel better, I think that you need to really diversify your, your feed and your social media with, with more realistic images of people. And I think that's, you know, when it comes to like fashion, I I really like seeing brands that are doing that more often Mm -hmm. as well even brands that are not like historically a plus size brand that, mm-hmm. you know, they're diversifying their feed. But I think it's really important just to make sure that you're not clouding up all of the imagery that you're seeing with really unattainable imagery. That's really important. And I think that that's like one thing that has really helped me mm-hmm. um, just in the last, I would say probably what, five years that plus size women have appeared in media. Um, oh where I found these bodies that look a lot more like me on Instagram, on the internet that I can um, fill my, my feed with so that I'm not only looking at these very thin bloggers or 
thin celebrities, right? Like that to me is so damaging and so triggering where why, if I see that stuff, it's just like, I go down this rabbit hole of just of spiral. And for me, I need to follow women who have, who are like, who really are showing that, that their bodies are so beautiful and are okay. And that there are, they're, they're less hidden. I think that's like one of the key factors is we need to, we need to not be like tucked away in the back anymore. Like we exist amongst everybody, right? There are, and that's important. It's really important to feel seen. And that kind of goes back to the whole validation thing. Like if I would have received some more validation or if maybe I would have seen more people with bodies like mine in those teen magazines, maybe I wouldn't have gone to those back pages to like figure out how to get like summer abs. Feeling seen and feeling represented it represented is so powerful. Right. And I think too, that's probably why when you went to that fashion show, mm-hmm. I was sitting up there too, crying the entire time, videoing it because I'm in social media and like crying the entire time. <laughs> but I think that's why that kind of like hit so hard for so many people. I mean, mm-hmm. we still get emails about that runway show because it just was like, holy crap, like here are these people walking down the this runway that you just never saw walk down a runway like this in like designer clothing in this beauty we opened up near fashion week i know that. it was it was very meaningful it really it like meant a lot to me and i'm sure to thousands of other women like seeing that was it was pretty profound i really couldn't believe that i was seeing that and she was the leading lady we always use that term in our in our like when we're talking about like marketing like she's the leading lady. Mm. And when you think about other shows that add in a couple plus size models, they're not the leading. They're, they're, they're the ones that you're seeing like five models down, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe they're peppered in. Like there's one plus size woman. There's mm-hmm. one plus size black model. Like, mm-hmm. like it's always like the one, like you have like one space for these like different types of models. And, um, and I, I really love that it was for us. It was a leading, it was like a leading role. Yeah. Well, Thank you so much. It was really so nice to speak with you and to thank you. Yeah, to hear your experience and especially in the fashion world um, of what inclusivity for fat bodies looks like and and the work that needs to be done. Yeah, thank you. I mean, thank you for having me. Thank you for using your platform to do this kind of thing. I, I just I hope that when people who need to see this see it and really it resonates and you know, it's great. Me too. Me too. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much, Dolly. Bye. 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 Bye.